All right, are we ready to get this started? Ready. Welcome to another episode of Geek Anthology. I am your host, Neil Cordray, and I'm joined this week by Mike. Yep, we got no one true bend this time. Um, not sure if you actually finished ta- watching what we're going to be talking about today, so um, here we are. Um, so, um, you know, it was a really good show that we signal boosted like three and a half times, and now we're going to dev- de- devote an entire episode to? Invincible. If you, if you guessed Invincible, then you're right. Um, so we're going to be talking about it. We're going to talk about some stuff, and then we'll probably spoil it, um, as is our typical want. Um, yeah, I don't know how much we'll really be able to get into without getting into spoilers. True, but... Uh, Touch on a few basic things, aspects of the show that aren't story-specific. Mm-hmm. We will figure it out, that's for sure. So, signal boost first? Um, yeah, signal boost. Um, Mike, why don't you go first? Well, mine is uh, Bo Burnham's new Netflix special, Inside, which, as the name implies, he filmed Inside his home over the course of pandemic year 2020 although not to say that's you know that it magically ended at the end of the calendar year but you know the worst of it um yeah as always um hilarious and interesting and unique i'm a big bo burnham fan and it's good to see that uh keeping up the quality and uh the fact that he did you know essentially did everything himself like he shot it and all that stuff in addition to the writing and performing just kind of cements his uh multifaceted talents in my mind apparently some stuff has been kind of memeing around the internet too some of the songs well, yeah, the song like well silly jeffrey bezos that, song. Uh, popped up on my uh feed yeah so at least that Yep, he's uh, he's getting zeitgeisty again, but uh, can't really get into too many specifics without kind of ruining the experience. So watch the thing, enjoy the thing. If you like comedy, if you like musical comedy specifically, you'll love it. If you already have Netflix anyway, you might as well check it out. Indeed. Um, I have uh, I got two things uh, that I want to uh, that I'm that I'm going to signal boost. One um, is once again entirely um, entirely uh, self promotioning, but. Uh, I am now officially, or well, not quite actually officially because the run hasn't been verified. But uh, as soon as uh, as as soon as it's as soon as the run is verified, I will be the uh, the world record holder for um, the NES 100% uh, speedrun category for Spiritual Warfare. Um, you can check out my run over at speedrun.com and search for Spiritual Warfare once it's validated. Does take a little bit of time to be validated by the moderators. Um, I plan on improving that uh, world record, so uh, if anyone wants to fight me for it or recommend route in- improvements or things along those lines, please be our, be my guest. Uh, but more realistically, also I've recently gotten into an anime called That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, uh, which you can check out on Crunchyroll. I don't think you even have to have a Crunchyroll subscription to be able to watch it. Let me check. I have a... I have a uh, subscription to it through Verve, but uh, so it's like a Dragon Quest slime. What what color slime is it? Because there's a bunch of different blue, slimes. Blue slime. Blue slime. Yeah, that's yep. the and that's the weakest fact, of the week, right? Well, I mean, sort of. He's also the only slime we've ever seen, and people are always kind of surprised to. Uh... I'm just talking about Dragon Quest. Oh. Well, I, he's not technically a Dragon Quest slime, but yes, he's a blue slime. But of the Dragon Quest slimes, those are the weakest. I believe so. I have I'm pretty sure. never played Dragon Quest. It's the ones enough. I've seen on like cover art and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've only played a couple. I played the original for NES, which was called Dragon Warrior in the US. And uh, 
And then I played Dragon Quest, I want to say 7 PS2, I think. Kind of cell shady looking. It's either 7 or 8, I can't remember which one it was. It's one of those classics that everyone sh- uh, theoretically should play, but uh, at least get a cha- get sort of a taste for. But uh... Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. There's only so many hours in the day. There's a lot of franchises like that where like, it's iconic. And it's like, yeah, I just don't care. <laughs> So, um, so it, back to back to my thing. Um, you can watch most of the episodes um, for free on Crunchyroll with ads, um, or if you have a subscription, you can watch. I think all the episodes already. Um, it's 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 fun. Um, it's uh, really sort of kicked off the resurgence of the isekai sh- subgenre of regular person from uh, from our world finds themselves uh, through due to uh, circumstances beyond their control now um in uh, some sort of not their not our world like fantasy fantasy is the most typical um if you want a uh if you want a uh an american literary version check out john carter of mars which is also which also works i mean, yes he finds himself on mars as opposed to in a fantasy world but same basic principle um sometimes they change into something else like this guy died and got reincarnated as a slime hence why it's called that time i got reincarnated as a slime but uh sometimes it's just person finds themselves in fantasy world it's been a and also definitely kicked off the, uh, at least it, it's one of the first ones I, w- I really was aware of that really started to uh, kind of lean into the anime naming trope of just being kind of a long word salad, at least in English. Um, they're like, uh, they're like Fallout Boy song titles. Kind of. That's a fun show. I'm enjoying it. It's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's not high art. We will be, uh, I will be honest in, in that, uh. And sometimes that's not what you want. It's kind of like Punisher Warzone, not high yeah. art, but holy shit, what a fun ride! I've been enjoying it. It's it's very good, kind of just basic. It it kind of, it it takes me back, like it 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 takes me back to the to the good days of Toonami, like if the nineties. Sorry, nineties Toonami. Yeah, like when Toonami was actually like like had some really good shows. Um, Toonami's been hit or miss at times, but. Uh, Back when it had, back, you know, it was running like Gundam Wing and Yu Yu Hakusho and Dragon Ball Z, which, yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely at least of that caliber. And most people wouldn't argue that Dragon Ball Z isn't all that great in anime either, but it's definitely iconic. So <laughs> this is true. It's definitely popular. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like if you trim a lot of the fat, it's a lot better. Like if you watch the Kai version, but yeah, Dragon Ball Kai was a lot better. This I mean, true. DBZ is just, I mean, my God, like it's like two thirds of it is filler. It's just ridiculous. The non-filler parts are pretty good. I mean, you know, for what it's worth from someone who barely watches anime. But I, I thought the non-filler parts were pretty good. But it was just, yeah, it was gratuitous. Because I remember, like, seeing that on Toonami when I was a kid. And it was just such a slog. Right? When you thought something was going to happen, there'd be some, like, pointless back and forth and charging up of abilities. And it'd be like, next time on the next exciting episode of Dragon Ball. I'm like, exciting my ass. It didn't even fight. Five minutes took three weeks. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, but, you know. It, it 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 hasn't it, it's been very much more streamlined because i think it's based off, off of a property that's already that's always nice too because part of the problem with with dbz was uh well not so much with dbz but t- some of the problems with other anime like say naruto or uh, or other things is that they're trying to be released concurrently with the manga and so they run out of uh uh so they run out of uh of stuff to talk about so they have to make crap up so 
It was like a Game of Thrones syndrome. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- that's all we. That's all I've got here. Uh, Invincible. Um, spoiler of the whatever. Uh, we do see exactly um, what it takes to to uh, come to close to even a fraction of their true power. That's been memed to death enough that I that we can re- reference it, right? Probably. Well, we just did. So ha. The most uh, the most memed thing I saw was the think mark think. Got that a, a fair bit too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. So without getting into uh, spoilers, because we I always try to not get into spoilers. Um. This is this is this is a well. Okay. I'm gonna start with a necessary spoiler. This is not a kids comic book movie or show. Yeah, it's not really a spoiler. It's just description of what it is. It is violent. That would be like saying, you know, I don't know. It'd be like saying Family Guy is not a kids animated show or something. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just is what it is. But yeah, definitely over the top violent stuff. Um, and one of the things that I always thought was, that I actually thought was really funny um, is uh, the. Uh... <coughs> Apparently, I died. All right, um, no. Did but, you get um... reincarnated as a slime? <laughs> something um as phlegm if you didn't notice um the title card actually gets more and more splattered with blood um each uh each episode yeah it gets <laughs> yeah it's like a flip book of nonsense flip book of viscera uh casting is like look amazon has all the money so they were able to get some really great uh Act, actors to to be in. There. Shout out to J.K. Simmons, who I think was almost perfect casting for. Oh Amazon. yeah, that was amazing, definitely. And uh, what's his name for Rex Splode was also great. Um, oh yeah, Jason Manzukis, who's basically just playing Jason Manzukis. Let's be honest. Well, yes, <laughs> but that's it's okay like a heightened because... version of himself because he's awesome. Exactly, it's like Christopher Walken, right? Yeah, same idea. He he's when I heard it, I was like, hey, that's uh, that's Pimento from Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> And from the league. Yep, Raffy from the league. Um, and he's just he's he's a lot of fun because he he does bring that kind of energy to uh, to everything uh, that he does. Brash teenage nonsense. Uh, um, Stephen Yoon, of course. Yeah, like, which makes uh, sense that you have some Walking Dead alums going on here because it's uh, Robert Kirkman is the uh, the writer of the of the uh, graphic novel series that it's based off of. See, I actually knew I I knew all the stuff going into it because I read the um, the volume one compendium, which has like the first forty seven issues of it. So I'm like two or three like major story arcs into the you know into the run of the comic. But uh, let's see what else? Sandra O, oh, um, Walton Goggins. Carrie Payton, another uh, Walking Dead alum there. Michael uh, Dorn gets a really great cameo. There's some s- small parts for Mark Hamill and see Clancy Brown. He does the detective, I think. Yep, Clancy was the, was the detective. Oh, yeah, and Jillian Jacobs is uh, out in the community. Other such things. Zazie Beats, a lot of people might know her as uh, Domino from Deadpool 2. So yeah, definitely a star-studded cast. And, you know, not just like, I don't feel like it's just like big names because big names, like it's actually pretty well cast and they all do a good job. Yeah. Like I'm okay with it being ridiculously star-studded if like those stars are actually utilized well and they don't phone yeah. it in, you know? And, and and it's worth noting that a lot of the people that are that, that are in this uh, have a 
have a fair few uh, voice acting credits too. It's not right. just yeah, hey, let's I didn't get... just pluck some A lister to like put yeah. a name on there. Like these are it's... people that know how to do voice work. Yeah, it's not like how how they got Peter Dinklage in uh, in Destiny. Um... <laughs> yeah, to be fair, he was kind of given the short shrift there, where it's like yes. it, there wasn't like any way to make it convincing because he had no idea what the fuck was going on because they had no idea what fuck was yeah. going on. <laughs> but at the same time, they like they could have. The Dinklebot. They could have gotten someone else to do that. They just got yeah. Peter Dinklage because he's because he's so hot right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Zoolander syndrome. Little gatul. Michael Dorn only got to only got to be like one thing, but apparently Battle Beast is like the second most powerful creature entity in uh in the in in the the Image Comics uh Invincible Verse. So he's the one that uh, that beat the crap out of. Uh, What's his name in that one episode? Mark. Um, yeah, the handed Mark is ass. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which <laughs> oh, what's also his name? isn't you know, really much character. of a spoiler because that happens in like goddamn oh, yeah. every episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like a perpetual spoiler. Like that's like, and that's that's a theme in the in the original source material too. Is that like as he you know gets more experience and learns and grows and fights different you know villains and like threats and creatures and whatnot. Like it's part of his thing is he gets his ass kicked and comes back stronger each time he just yeah. keeps you know he knows how to take a punch and uh boy how he does he knows how to give one but yeah that's part of the whole thing yeah he's semi-accurate because he never gets gets vince yeah yeah i mean he yeah i mean he yeah <laughs> he's definitely not invincible but he also does not die so it's like whatever you want to call that tenacious <laughs> of course it's just a name he gave himself too so it doesn't really mean a whole yeah. lot <laughs> one could name themselves anything He's too powerful to be really like if he had, uh, I don't know, named himself indestructible. I think that would have worked better. Yeah, probably. That would be more factually accurate, at least. <laughs> it is. An, it is. And I, I think it's interesting um, noting like the fact that he, he named himself um, something that represents like how unflappable he is, not about how powerful he is or how aggressive he is. Right. Like. There's nothing in there about like breaking things or destroying things or blowing things up or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there can, there, there, are, uh, there are names that are like, you know, more inherently aggressive, you know, uh, another good synonym. Like Iron Fist. Indomitable. Yeah. Um, he's definitely vincible. Um, but, uh, I think the, the animation is pretty solid too. I like the style of yeah, it. It was it obviously was, uh, that's subjective, but I think, you know, it's fairly objective that the quality is good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, like you could tell, and like it's 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 def it's a if I can speak, you could tell that the animation was uh was computer rendered as opposed to like hand drawn like classic like comics. Yeah. But at the same time, so has been like every animated show show for the last like forever. Yeah, um, it's become one of those things where it's like it's hand drawn so much animation is so now, rare. Uh, that, but it it no. doesn't detract so. Yeah, I never really, I never really cared as long as honestly it's not, the you know. hand drawn animation was one of the reasons that Cuphead the game was so awesome because they did in fact hand draw all of the frame. The computer could put them together and render them, you know, like the movements differently per, per you know, depending on inputs. But every single frame was hand was hand uh, was hand drawn and painted. Which I know, yes, I'm distracting, but hi, uh, have you listened to the first four? 
and a half seasons of this podcast. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't really think it, you know, it's it's not something that takes me out of it or anything. Like, I never really cared about that. No, it just... was something that I noticed. Like, I was like, I, I could see. There were a few places where, where if you were really paying attention, you could be like, huh, that's something where it was uh, rendered in the background and no one really looked at it. I think it's one of those things where when the technology was new, then it was very noticeable. Yeah. And over time, they've smoothed most of that out. It's been renewed for a second and third season already. So I didn't know it got lot. the green light for season three. That was fast. Yep, it got it got the green light for season two and season three at the same time. Aha. Uh, so, all right, then. I look forward to seeing what happens with it. Um, I think that's all that can be said without getting more, getting spoilerific. So now we will pause for some music and then there will be spoilers.
All right, and we're back. Um, I have no idea what sort of music I'm going to play with this. I don't know. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Whatever it is, I end up. Uh, uh, whatever it is, I end up uh, picking out. I'm behind on uh, releasing an episode too. I am perpetually behind on that. Sorry about that, everybody. Doing my best. Um, I realize that has nothing to do with anyone, and people might not notice by the time this episode comes out. But I am sorry. Um, so past here, there be spoilers. Um, I liked Amber up until um. Up until the college scene, at which point I completely, like, completely disliked her. Yeah, and, I'd say that's pretty accurate for me, too. And it sort of just completely threw things out the window. Um, this is not a hot take at all. There are numerous think pieces about it, but Amber is a selfish bitch. Um, at least... Uh, at least in the last few bits of interaction that we get with, because here's the deal. It is established, um, by her, as long as we take what she says at face value, um, that she has worked out that Mark is invincible a few weeks ago. This is said two days after the, two days after the college trip ended, which means during the college trip, she is aware of Mark's secret identity. Now, what is are she they clear? Are they clear about the time frame on that? The time frame is, seems very clear on that because it all happens within a short period of time because Mark's all mopey over Am Amber dumping him. Um, and that's all like that. And she says, I figured it out a few weeks ago. At the very least, that means that it, it that she that as long as she is not lying, she knew that Mark was invincible when he vanished to change shirts and fight the cyborg that was trying to kill uh, her and his best friend. Yeah, it's like saved both of their lives, and it's like how dare. And then he comes back and yes, continues to not tell anyone, to not admit his secret identity, which. Okay, if you want to get, maybe he should have told her about that sooner. But it's called a secret identity for a reason. Yep. So. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, uh, I mean, she is, <clears throat> there in the whole context of relationship, it's supposed to be like, I mean, obviously they involve compromise and communication and all that good stuff. But there's also the whole concept of accepting people for who they are. And it's like, this is this is a big part of who he is and like what he wants to do, his passion and his interest. And it's just like, oh, well, I don't, you know, it's like, yes, he was stringing her along by not informing her of, you know, or at least, you know, breaking, not breaking up with her earlier if he thought he couldn't be a decent partner. But like on the same, on the same token, like she also knew what was up and was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to go along with it and then use it as ammunition after the fact. Like that seems like a dick move. Yeah, it, it's bullshit. It's like, oh, aha, now I spring this trap that I know that you were this, you know, that you were, this was your deal and you're invincible and blah, blah, blah. And now I get to just fucking lay into you and self-righteously in the relationship. Eh, yeah. All right. Like, like you were I, like, you had my sympathy up until that point. Yes. Up until that, up until that exchange, her reaction and her, and, and the way she treated Mark was perfectly fine. And for that matter, if she had 
take if she like for that matter even after he told her oh by the way i'm invincible and she if she had still stayed mad at him there that would also have been fine right the thing that ruined her character for me entirely is the i know already i've known for weeks well, to be fair, it's, you know, this may be, um, it may be something that, um, I mean, I don't know what the show, how, how the show is going to go and like how much the show deviates from the comics and whatnot going forward. But she could still be a character, you know, outside the context of being in a relationship with Mark. It's just that that was yeah. her, that was most of her screen time. So that's why we're talking about it that way. And that's the thing too, is that that's the other thing that makes it so frustrating is that she is a legit, cool, interesting character on her own. So then when she does this flagrant crap that makes her so unlikable, it's frustrating because you want to like her because she's an exactly. interesting character. And that is the not at all hot take that's going to get both of us plays racist. Because anyone who seems to bring that up is like, gets immediately jump uh, dogpiled by the, uh, by the, um, you by can say it, Amber the woke crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't think of the word Amber cancelers as as uh, oh you just don't like her because she's black you if you re-listen to this whole thing up until right now we never mentioned anything about anything right. other than how she acted also that's like saying you don't like Bill Cosby because he's black I find that's his like, comedy really funny but um, <laughs> but you know the whole rape not thing, so much the rape that, so that's, the drugging. Uh, that's bad uh, he, he lost all of my respect at that point uh, <laughs> So let's see. What was there anything else that you wanted to uh, that you're chomping at the bit? Just kind of wanted to get off. I, I just wanted to to, to, get, to get off my chest. And, All right. Initially. Now that we've got that out of the way, um, I gotta say, I like I I I have difficulty. Um, I kind of have difficulty. Um, understanding Nolan slash Omni Man's uh, uh, sort of thought process. Um, how the heck could he expect his son, who is seventeen years old, to suddenly throw away everything he has learned right like i get that he is indoctrinated towards the superiority of the viltramite race and and like everything and 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 he's gung-ho for for you know or go viltram we must conquer the planet but if you're trying to win over your son you don't do it the way he did it well, he and said yeah, it himself he when he was rushed, like, but... he said it himself when he, in those last couple episodes where he's like, I shouldn't have raised you like this. I should have just raised you into, you know, I should have just told you what was up much earlier. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, you should genius. have, because if you had, that would have been a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> he would be with you right now. Just straight up would have won. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I mean, you know, plot armor and all that. <laughs> um, yeah. It just, yeah, that was, um, well, we can we can you know can skip around. Doesn't really we have to be all chronological. Um, yeah, that those uh, those last couple episodes um, it was mainly the last episode, but I you know it, it came to a head in the, in the penultimate episode uh, with the reveal of of him you know being uh, part of the, the Viltrumites being actually a um, only benevolent in the sense of we will conquer you for your own good, <laughs> um, and uh, just you know, basically being completely two-faced about how he is about everyone all the time, because in actuality, he treats, he believes that human beings are like lesser animals, like dogs or cats or something, or insects yep. or whatever. And they're not and like the real like people. like a pet that I... That yeah, I, that was the biggest... Like her, which... That moment right there, where she saw him say that on the video that Cecil showed her, like, bam, that hit me the hardest. I'm like, God damn, that's cold. Yeah. Like, everything she's done her entire life, and it's just like, you know, she just has to finally see it with her own eyes and mm -hmm. hear, hear it with her own ears when she's in, you know, uh, denial about the situation. I gotta say, I, uh, 
I think, honestly, my favorite character was probably Cecil's really good. Because Cecil is so very competent, like, at all times. Well, and he's also just so multifaceted, too. Like, he's an interesting character. And man, he's seen some shit, and it shows. Yeah. Both physically and mentally. He very badly... But, like, he, he's, uh, he, he like, fr- from an alignment standpoint, he's really, really hard to, to pin down. I'd say he's neutral good, maybe. Yeah, he's, he's like, straddling the line of neutral good and neutral. Like, yeah. that's where I think he's at. Um, the problem is, he definitely is a for-the-greater-good uh, sort of uh, right. doer of good. So, I mean, like, he banishes Damien Darkblood, or... Whatever the heck his actual name. The demon detective. Yeah, the demon detective. Yeah, that's the guy. Was that actually his name? Yeah. That sounds like. It sounds like a parody, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, straight out of Penny Arcade when they're making fun of Todd McFarlane. It's like Doctor Raven, Dark Talon, Blood. Doctor Raven, Dark Talon, Blood, indeed. Yeah, Damien, <laughs> Dark Blood. Well, the thing is, like, I can't hear Damien without thinking Damien Wayne, the you know son of Batman. Right. Yeah. Um, and like Talia Al Ghul, I think. Um, right right but Which yeah of course of course they name him damien it's a fucking on the nose <laughs> yeah damien darkblood does sound like a parody name but you also have to remember that invincible was kind of in in te- like oh yeah it's tongue-in-cheek was, the comic was a deconstruction of of the genre of the genre yeah yeah and also definitely um addresses the uh the question of so what would happen if superman just decided to actively turn evil which at this point is is actually been explored pretty thoroughly. Um, you've got Brightburn and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of kind of similar. Um, but th- at the time, this was fairly yeah, you know, but fairly new ground. In, in two thousand. Uh, so. Yeah, you have to remember the context is yes, the show just came out, but the source material came out eighteen years ago. Yeah, That's it funny. Really... It, it came out. <laughs> it's like yeah. it came out a mark Mark's age ago, more or less. <laughs> That's funny um it like it uh here i think it does a good job by the way of uh setting the table with like the family interactions and the day-to-day life and the you know the dinners and the banter and all that stuff like so then whenever the big moment happens it's like it's especially dramatic because it's like damn like that was all just that was all just for show you know yeah um i mean it, it kind of raises the curtain just a little bit when he when you you know you see him kill the justice league in the first episode well yeah but Rather, you, uh, you don't have any context you're like what is this about <laughs> yeah. just killed all of them which i forgot what is their version of the justice they call it something the guardians of the globe that's right guardians of the globe um with all your standard uh all your standard uh, XP characters you had. Uh... Do they have a stand-in for Green Lantern though? Uh, Green Ghost. Green Ghost. That's right. Yeah. So you uh, got your Green Lantern green body or... thing after eating like a piece of candy. Green um, Lantern, Wonder Woman, Batman, uh, mm-hmm. Flash, Aquaman. Is there a cyborg type? Um, sort of. You got robot, but yeah. yeah but I mean, in the, in the original Guardians of the Globe, though. Uh, no. You more. You mostly had more of the. Uh, more of the stand, like more of the. Well, I guess he uh, was the Superman type, and then yeah. yeah so that was pretty much it. Cyborg's yeah, a later edition. Second immortal, uh, second uh, Superman type in the form of. Oh, the that's Lord. right. It was yeah, the immortal, right? Yeah. So essentially, they had a second Superman type. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that really that shows you, you know, it's like it's not surprising when things get ultra violent because they start ultra violent with that that opening yeah. bit there. I guess technically it's the second bit because the opening bit is the attack on the White House with the Mollards and stuff. And that was that was kind of that was kind of 
of shockingly violent, but like it wasn't nearly as right. shockingly violent. It ratchets as up, violent. yeah, significantly. Where you know Omni Man crushes, uh, cr- crushes Red Rush's head between his t- both of his hands. Right. Yeah, it's like straight up, uh, straight up the stock footage that they used to use on the Daily Show back when Craig Kilborn hosted it, where it's like this dude slapped a guy's head across apart like a watermelon. <laughs> that's an all. That's a deep cut. He goes all mountain uh, from Game of Thrones on him. Yeah, basically. He tries to do that. He does that trick a couple times actually. Uh, it, it, it's a uh, it's a good kind of benchmark to show <clears throat> how powerful he is right at the gate. You know, it's like oh, he took on the entire faux Justice League and won. And honestly, that's really probably what would happen if Superman took on the Justice. Batman weren't. Yeah, quite if Batman so didn't possess Kryptonite at the time. Like, like that, that, <laughs> that's, that's the big difference. Their Batman stand-in. Right. Um, didn't know what the fuck's going on, so he's, he's not a very good uh, Batman stand-in. Nearly <laughs> so damn paranoid as, as Bruce Wayne. World's most mediocre detective, and he paid yeah. for it with his life. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like his entire existence is a uh, is a facade. It's not just with his family; it's with his workers, it's with everyone, public face, you know. So yeah. Uh, there was a really great. Um, uh, uh there, I'm going to do in one other. Um, what you call it? Uh, the, the, the signal boost. Um, just thought of it. Um, and that is uh. Um, drum roll. There was, uh, at one point, um, Kevin Conroy, um, recorded, uh, essentially a list of, um, of, <laughs> uh, Justice League countermeasures as Batman. Um, and somebody, uh, did a clip together with, uh, of animating it. Um, I'll put a, I'll put a link to it in the doobly-doo. Um, but it's really excellent because it's, uh, Kevin Conroy, you know, the, the animated voice of Batman. And one of the best things about it, in my opinion, is that the last countermeasure that he lists is, um, against himself. Yeah, I saw that coming. Uh, <laughs> uh so he's like, here's how to beat everyone in the justice league including me because if any of us go you know actively go bad um it would be very bad for everyone involved (laughs) yep the lords of justice yep justice lords it's the injustice timeline um but uh yeah it's it's uh it's really good stuff um i like uh i like his costume designer too the you mean for invincible yeah yeah so it's uh What's his name? Alan? Yeah, no, not Alan the Alien. Sorry, that's Alan the Alien. Um, it's voiced by uh, by uh, Mark Hamill. Uh, yeah, Art Rosenbaum. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Taylor. Art. Yep. I also really liked Alan the Alien. That that was. Oh yeah, he's great. That was great. He's really fun in the comics too. They wait, wait, uh, they did a good on. job. What's of... going on? Sorry, Art. Are, are you using your timeout? <laughs> we get a timeout. They did a good job of capturing the essence of those interactions from the comics. The comics are great. <laughs> and and. Seth and, and Seth Rogen actually did, a, I think, a very good job of, of voicing him, too. It was good casting. Yeah. I'm not a huge Seth Rogen fan in general. Like, he's hit or miss for me. But, like, I think he was really, he was well cast and did a good job. And I may have um, a completely um, irrational hatred of Seth Rogen and pretty much <laughs> never been in. Because, oh, Does his laugh God, bother you? compared to him in college. Yeah, I see personal kind of like how i really hate the movie napoleon dynamite because people called me called me napoleon in high school and that movie was out mm. and i kind of looked like him because i have the big hair 
know, people so, would, that was one of those things that just became like referenceable at the drop of a hat though. Like it was yeah. ridiculous at the time. It, <laughs> it's it, a just, day. it got, it got, it's kind of like Anchorman where every five seconds somebody was quoting it or something. Yeah. It, it, it just got, it got incredibly irritating specifically to me because like also i was uh kind of bullied in high school a bit you know what i was a geek and i got bullied in high school that doesn't happen um <laughs> one of these days uh mike if i haven't i should tell you the story about uh about how i how uh, a friend of mine got people to stop bullying my, fr- my sophomore year but that's uh that that is outside uh an off the pod conversation yeah it's a fun story but it's not it's for the pod it's something for the podcast unless i've already told in the podcast which i might have but i don't know um it's definitely not this episode that's for sure um i really kind of liked how titan um like he 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 seems like he's wanting to go legit but no no he just wants to take over the operation oh yeah yeah he um (laughs) he acted very well of course you know i mean mark is on the naive side so he had a good mark yeah Yeah, mark that's funny mark's a mark marky mark he's probably going to be less less evil than machine head was yeah who by the way uh jeffrey donovan shout out to to that and shout (laughs) out to autotune yeah yeah it's like uh jeffrey donovan meets t-pain yeah i I really loved the uh the autotune on his voice and that that was wait I didn't realize that was Jeffrey Donovan. I, I really like him. Oh, yeah. I really love. I Burn recognized Notice. it right away for some reason. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I yeah. I really like Burn Notice. So like, I didn't, yeah, I, love I that did not too. realize it was him. And that's kind of sad for me. Apparently, he's also a reoccurring uh, reoccurring in the second season of, of the Fargo season. Now I kind of want to watch Fargo. I've heard really good things. <laughs> But uh, let's see. I think is that Carrie Payton that did Titan? Um, uh, no, so Titan was Mahershala. Ma- was Mahershala. Oh, that's Ali. right. That's right. You know, he was uh, Copperhead, or not Copperhead, he was Cottonmouth, sorry. Easy to get right. those. Uh, now, and then he's going to be Blade, and now he was also Titan. He's got a lot of superhero uh Yep. Got a lot, a lot of, of comic stuff, stuff going on. I liked the Mahler twins' uh, interactions with each other. It's like, they both claim to be the original, even though at this point, probably both of them are the clone. Yeah, that old, uh, that old trope. Arguing over who the real one is. Well, and, 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 and they wreck it, but what's interesting is they, they not only are like, you know, are always arguing over it, but they also recognize that if they ever really knew, then that would actually probably cause them problems. Right. So I think they probably actually could have potentially figured out how to, uh, address that particular question, but they didn't. That is my theory. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the understanding. They're Monster both intelligent girl, and wise. It's younger every time she powers, which is interesting. I don't know. I don't know if she acted, if she um, like does age in real time uh, forward as well as backwards. Uh, that's a that's an interesting question. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they're not clear about that in the show. I don't remember if they addressed I it looked, or not. I looked in the Image but... Comics wiki. They're not they're not uh, clear about in the com- about that in the comics either. Okay. So it's kind of interesting. It's, it's been like... a few years since I read the comics, so I don't yeah. I don't remember some of the finer points. Adam Eve is massively overpowered. Yeah, a little bit. But, uh... I mean, there's several characters that are massively overpowered, though. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, you could say the same about, um, Omni-Man and, um... Well, yeah, but Omni-Man, like... He's supposed to be, though, I know. Adam Eve is more overpowered than people... Than, than, like, than I think she's giving credit for, given, you know, the fact that she can manipulate matter at, uh... Yeah, I mean, she has... At a fundamental level, she's, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like Frozen, only it's not just ice sculptures. (laughs) It's like, I can just make all these things and do all these things. Uh, Which that leads uh, to the, you know, that leads to the conclusion that 
oh, I could do a lot more good by, you know, actually solving regular world problems than just fighting like, crime with <laughs> making like making cop crops grow and undoing right. droughts. Exactly. Massive, you know, like ge <laughs> geographical yeah. logistical things. Kind of like that, uh, that, that, uh, it, 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 um, it really kind of gets, gets to that, uh, that image that, that you sometimes see of Spider-Man talking with, uh, with Sauron, uh, from the X-Men. If you don't, if you're not familiar, Sauron is a guy who turns people into dinosaurs. Um, and Spider-Man's like, wait a second, you have the ability to rewrite DNA on the fly. Don't you realize that you could like cure cancer and genetic uh, and genetic diseases and be a hero to everyone? And Sauron's like, I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't he himself get turned into a friggin' like uh, pterodactyl? He himself into a pterodactyl like thing. Yeah, but that that's because he wanted to. But it it is it does lead to the like why don't the superheroes just you know use their superpowers why do they only ever seem to use their superpowers to fight crime as opposed to you know be really useful to the world well there's there's not there's not many of them that i can think of off the top of my head that have powers as obviously applicable like adam eve does that's yeah, true like most of the stuff is like rote superhero stuff where it's like i fly i hit things really hard i can take really big hits i blow things up i am you know? a flying brick yes yeah um or um i don't know duplicate has a unique power i guess that could be applied in other contexts she could certainly uh certainly serve up a lot of test subjects <laughs> although that's not terribly ethical if they're sentient that's just a whole ball of worm ball yeah. of wax can of worms <laughs> i don't know what to make of that it's a it's a ball of worms and a can yeah, of wax exactly yeah exactly you got to be a rocket surgeon to figure it out <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That's weird. It's like, all the, are they all her? Like, what is their deal? What is truth, man? What is reality? <laughs> you can work out that, then you're a better man than I am, man. It'll be interesting to see uh, where some of the characters go in the second season. Yeah, the duplicate has more to like, has more to do in the comics. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, there are a few things that uh, there are a few very ba there are a few things that uh, that that's if you have gotten into the comics you that are you can expect are going to happen uh in upcoming things but uh yep. we'll try not to spoil those for you especially since they could theoretically decide to do other things and i can say a thing without it being spoilery which is that there is definitely more stuff that involves stuff other than just the planet earth because that has already been a thing mark goes yeah. to space and stuff yeah i mean we already know that shit's going down on mars yeah, which again is another kind of deconstruction homage thing because it's similar to like kind of similar to like a white Martian, green Martian scenario, you know, like Martian Manhunter type stuff. It's not exactly one for one, but there's some similar themes and ideas, conflicts going on. And at least one Martian um, jumped ship to Earth. Right. And because of that, all of Mars is doomed because one uh, non-Martian got uh, left, one Earthling got left behind to get assimilated by the, uh, by the Starro aliens. Um, uh, I'm yeah, looking forward to these coming, just coming seasons. And we don't know exactly coming out. Um, Cause they only got greenlit in April. So IMDB just says 2022 for season two to specify beyond that. Spoilers, everybody. Animation takes time to create. Indeed. Though a lot less time when it's not hand drawn. Yes, this is true. But yeah, I mean, you still have to, you still have to, create the the reference and that still takes time and like because uh, even if the even if like the uh the 
like the keyframes still have to be still have to be uh, rendered by a human being. Right. Uh, the uh, transitional frames can be AI rendered, which uh, which speeds the process up considerably. But like, it still takes a long ass time. So um, I think we've got Loki coming up here um, as another thing. We're we're in the height of talk about stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, in a somewhat uh, in, a, in a somewhat in another somewhat personal note, please, for the love of God, get the vaccine and wear a mask again, especially if you're in our hometown, dumbasses. So like we, we've made no illusions of the fact we're in Missouri um, and uh, Missouri's one big old hot spot for the Delta variant of the COVID uh, of COVID-19. Um, if you're in Missouri, uh, you might be interested to find out that uh, if you are vaccinated or plan to be, you can register for a $10,000 lottery that is going to be drawn five times in the next couple months. Thanks to Governor Mike Parson actually doing something halfway intelligent in relation to the pandemic, at least. Because, man, did he downplay it. Yeah, you can push your political views on off the podcast. Yeah. Well, in any case, you can, in fact, register for it. So please get vaccinated. Um, and yeah, sorry for getting political there. I'm just frustrated very, very and if much. If you're saying about. get the vaccine and then wear a mask everywhere, then that's a whole other conversation, too. Well, that's the, actually, I, that, that's new official guidance from the CDC premises. as of yesterday. So yesterday recording. It. Yeah, they contradict themselves all the time. In any case, please at least get vaccinated. It will really help. Um, sorry to get political and personal there. Uh, did you have anything there, Mike? Anything more, Mike? Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. We touched on the major stuff. Um, we didn't talk a whole lot about the Guardians of the Globe teen, like, well, team? I should say the teen team who then flirt with being Guardians of the Globe. That's a whole thing as they're like kind of successors to the Guardians of the Globe. I guess really it is. It is like the entirety of teen, of teen team, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they Plus basically other become people. the new Guardians of the Globe yeah. and then, you know, new recruits, of course, but. Yeah, but those are like the um, the like linchpins of them, like the cornerstones of the uh, of the group is like uh, robot and uh, well Adam Eve, uh, but then she kind of jumps ship to do her own thing. Um, And um, let's see, who am I forgetting? And I guess technically Rex explode, but like I don't know, he's kind of just a jackass. Yeah, I really don't know why Robot picked him. It doesn't, yeah, that's the one thing like, is it doesn't make a lot of sense because Robot... Every single time we see him do, like, anything, he is pretty significantly ineffective in doing so. So, like, why does he keep getting picked? Unless we got some favoritism from the Robot. It yeah, turns out it isn't even a... Ro- well, he's a remote-controlled Robot. He's, I guess, drone would be a more accurate <laughs> term than Robot. Yeah, it gets real weird because it's like, yeah, I, I mean, the you, have the whole drone, you have the whole drone, you have the whole robot. I think the only reason that robot wanted uh, Rex was on on the team was so that he could clone him, clone himself a new body. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously playing the long game there. So I think we kind of answered our own question. <laughs> that's probably why it's just like, OK, well, he's kind of a doofus, but like, you know, he's a warm body that can, you know, like provide some muscle. And then when the time comes, clone his body. Yeah. Yep. Uh I'm at, I'm kind of out of things to talk about, which is why I got personal and political there. Um, kind of was wrap was wrapping up a little bit. Did you have anything else that any, any other uh, anything else? Uh, let's see, <clears throat> I can still react to what you have to say. I don't know if there's anything too significant. Um, well, oh well, there was yeah, there there was the the culmination of the whole um, Mark and Nolan um, Invincible slash Omni Man showdown, father versus son. I thought there's some some interesting. Um, bits about that like obviously you know there is a uh 
there's a massive um, damage control publicity campaign when it comes to superheroes, considering the biggest superhero in the world just betrayed everyone and slaughtered a bunch yeah. of innocent people for shits and giggles. Um, <laughs> um, interesting to see how that uh, how that fire gets put out. Well, and, um, you know, of course, we were talking about memes, about how it's got memed earlier and his big moment where he's like, think, Mark, think, where he's like <laughs> extolling the, the virtues of the uh, Viltramite Empire and how humans are just not really worth caring about and all that stuff but i thought was interesting about it is that um you know he talked about how he's been like um how he's been living a lie and all that stuff and how he's been you know he's got this whole like facade with you know how he acts when really he's just grooming earth to be conquered by the vil the viltramite empire but the one thing he doesn't count on is that he's kidding himself because despite what he said about like viewing his his mother as a pet and, and stuff or his wife uh mark's mother as a pet and everything he can't bring himself to kill mark yeah. he can't do it um and obviously it was a very one-sided fight like mark never had a chance i mean for crying out he's the guy that taught him how to fight <laughs> it's like yeah. he's not gonna win this fight and the best he was trying to do is try to kind of stall for time or find some way to, you know, to mitigate what's going on. But yeah, I mean, well, Mark wasn't ever really trying to fight him either. Well, no, he was trying to stop him. The fighting was a uh, consequence of that, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, it's just like he couldn't bring himself to kill Mark. So, I mean, he, he had all that bluster and uh, said all those things, made a big speech. But when it push comes to shove, he actually loves his son and he can't do it. Yeah. And fled the. So in a way, Mark did stop him because yeah. he stopped him through, you know, his burgeoning humanity by not being able to just murder his own son in cold blood. Fled the solar system, and uh, we'll get to find out what happens next. Because I mean, I'm sure the Viltrum Empire is still coming. Um, yeah, it's definitely a thing. And that was one of the most gratuitous examples of ridiculous, over-the-top violence for the sake of violence. Was when he was like flying him through that subway car and stuff, and people's bodies are just like exploding. Like that was just so stupid. <laughs> it's just so yeah, ugh. it was well, gross I mean, and dumb. Well, I mean, I mean that was yeah. That was I know the point. The point. It. It, was, it was supposed to be gratuitous. Right. I know that's the point, but it doesn't make it any less, you know, ridiculous. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that kind of hammers on what we're talking about, how it's like if Mark, uh, or I'm sorry, if Nolan is really serious about um, convincing Mark to like join up, and you know, it's basically Darth Vader. The entire wrong way. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, first of all, <laughs> you like, uh, you just kind of, you know, throw him into it cold after he's had his entire childhood to form all these attachments and relationships. And then on top of that, you just like are super cruel with just killing all these terrorizing killing yeah. you know killing terrorizing since you're not living people. up to the persona that you crafted of uh of yes i i am i am humanity's savior right except now i'm going except now i'm going to step on them uh step on them like so many ants just well and to prove a point and it's like yeah exactly proving your point yeah it's like if if this is yeah it's like if you guys deserve to rule then why would you just willy-nilly like you know kill people to make little points also just the lack of control a temper tantrum it's like yeah he had you know like he had the edge in the fight the whole time he was never going to lose fight so he didn't need to do what he was doing he was just being a dick about it so it's like i don't see how that's going to be convincing if that's really his thing right is that he's actually trying to <laughs> convince him and i guess there, there's an argument to be made that uh, maybe deep down he really doesn't want to you know so he's doing a bad job subconsciously you know because it's like be he you know, that he didn't think nolan think um about like how to really like he 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 didn't spend the time uh execute like actually planning he spent the time living his life enjoying life as a human and, right yeah. it's kind of like the whole it's kind of like the old thing about like soviet union spies coming over to america and being like you know ready oh, they're, they're, they're supposed to get activated but then they show up here and they start living and they're like you know what this is actually pretty good like i'm just gonna not 
talk to Russia anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be an American because this life kicks ass. I think I'm good with just staying in America. This seems seems pretty nice. I'll take like, this. Oh no, yeah. I lost. Oh no, I lost the phone number. Uh, I guess I'll just have to be an American for the rest of my life now. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's debatable. Again? <laughs> it's it's debatable, like how committed he was to it, or you know, like if he was self sabotaging himself on some level or not. And I'm sure that you know the the more details of that will. Uh, will be explored in season two whenever that reckoning comes and the thing is like he's the ultimate unreliable narrator so it's like even when even when he even when he makes the reveal like you don't know how how much of it is actually accurate and how much of it is just his perception of this right yeah it's like he's representing the Viltramite empire but it's like okay well how accurate is he in his representation because this the thing is like they become laws unto themselves because the whole thing with the Viltramites is they have like one person show up and like groom a planet so it's like he's like a petty tyrant you know like he doesn't really answer to anyone until you know it's time to do the conquering so it's easy for him to become a narcissist and a god in his own mind so it's like you know, who knows how much of it is actually like you know like accurate as far as like the past and the Viltramite Empire and stuff versus just his like perspective or memories of it. True. And that's yeah. another thing that'll be interesting in season two is to kind of see how like <clears throat> how that compares, like how he presented the premise and the Empire and stuff versus how they are in practice. Now, granted, it's not a giant spoiler to say so. They are in fact a conquering empire. Like that is true. He's not just making shit up, but you know the specifics may be different. But yeah, I thought that was I thought that was uh, pretty interesting to kind of uh, psychoanalyze him. We shall yeah. see in season two. The the psychoanalysis of Omni's uh, is worth probably uh, better uh, digital content than we are probably capable of providing. <laughs> We're very yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it uh, mm -hmm. whenever it comes out. I assume it'll be later in the year because this came out in what uh, March? Yeah. So I, I'm guessing like late summer, early fall, if I had to guess. Yeah, probably. Maybe even late fall. Definitely at least quarter three. Sometime 2022 is all TBD. Uh, so most likely doing Loki next time. I think yeah, probably. I need to finally. It is very good. short because it's only six episodes. I hear so that good. will not be a problem. Yeah, it's pretty good. <sighs> uh, yeah, be Loki next time, followed by. Got to remember what my dad recommended that I said should probably go on the list, but I can't remember it and I didn't put it on the list. He said it. Oh, so that'll be. <laughs> was a good it was a good idea i remember that much but i can't remember what the idea was <laughs> well we had the um we had the exchanges the dialogue i don't know if that was yeah well that one uh that one is going to be at going live before this episode so i am that's trying to release this in recording order. things that he suggested that's all this is true um he did suggest that but th no there was there was one this just this weekend when i was hanging when saw when saw royals game in 100 degree heat and it was really good um and they tried to throw away their four point lead in the bottom of the ninth in the top of the ninth inning and almost succeeded um actually they're called runs not points <laughs> sports ball whatever I and mean, runs score you points so points is also accurate is that i, I thought they're always referred to as runs though i'm pretty sure it's just run it's a number that represents whatever. the runs <laughs> in any case <laughs> Everyone, even sports pedants, would know what I talked about, was what I was talking. That's why it's an M, actually. Uh, we will come back to you soon. In the meantime, this has been Neil. And Mike. And I'll talk to you next time. Geek Anthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter I and the number Savage Dragon 102. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. Interstitial this week is Dance Macabre which was arranged by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, 
please consider supporting us by sharing us on your social media, sending us an email, leaving us a comment, liking, subscribing, ringing that bell for notifications, rating us, following, or whatever it is that you can do on whatever platform it is you are listening to us on that helps build the algorithm. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us financially, either by making a one-time donation on our website through PayPal or through a recurring one uh, through our Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. We really do rely on your support to be able to improve uh, quality around here. A final thought. Yeah, I got a little political in this one. Sorry, but it's a touchy subject for me. Try not to let that get too uh, out there, but please get vaccinated, please, and listen to the experts.